Welcome to the eye test, the fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all day. This is episode 10. I'm your host, Bobby. As always, I'm joined by my good friends and co-hosts, Paul and John. And we're doing a little something different today. But first, buckle the fuck up because you are about to win or lose your fantasy week. And as I said, we're doing something different today. Instead of talking about, you know, projections and reactions and all that stuff, we are doing daily fantasy draft for week nine. So we're doing a DFS draft pretty much. Me, John, and Paul picked a pool of players last week, and we're going to fill up our slots, and we're going to have all three of our teams compete against each other and obviously sees who has the most points. We're going to see. Who is truly the best fantasy player? Because DFS kind of brings out the best or worst in all fantasy players. So we're going to see what happens. But first, let's have a little light conversation about our fantasy weeks last week. Paul, I know you had a good week last week. Oh, Paul, you whooped me in both leagues. Oh, <laughs> did I? It was my swan song. If I lose every game every week for the rest of the redraft, I'm happy with this performance. Basically, what I'm going for the rest of the way, I know my 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 light is fading on making the playoffs. So I just want to ruin other people's fantasy dreams by beating them and like hopefully that. taking them out of the playoffs. But John and I faced off in both redraft and dynasty, and I beat his ass in both. But Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb stack finally paid off. They got me almost 50 points. And then Jalen Waddle went for 30. Zach Ertz went for 15. Didn't your, kicker get you 20, didn't your kicker get you 21 points? Yes, good old Nick Fink. Nick Funk, what's his name? Nick Folk, Nick Folk bro, come on. Nick <laughs> Folk got me 21 <laughs> points. So, what did I score, John? 144. And uh, the, the redraft league did come up to be a little bit closer than expected. But, yeah, you beat me by 7 in redraft and, like, 35 or 40 in dynasty. My dynasty team sucks, dude. Yeah, so I... Overall, pleased with my redraft league. Hopefully, Gabe Davis was getting covered by Jerry Alexander all week or all game. So, hopefully, he'll get me some more points next week. But hopefully, my team just keeps it up. And if I can keep putting 120-plus on the board, I have a real shot of ruining some hopes and dreams in redraft. Paul's playing the spoiler in redraft. I love it. I love it. But, John, you also – Paul just highlighted that he beat you in both of our leagues. But you had probably the b- biggest disappointment of last week, and it was non-matchup related or anything like that. It was a player going down with an injury, one that you love. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how you're looking? It was the minute that we published last week's episode nine. The minute I pressed publish, I got a notification that Jamar Chase was going on. Not was not gonna. They were making it seem like good news. Jamar Chase won't be on the IR, but he will be out four to six weeks. It's like, dude, you might as well go on the IR. My playoff dreams are slowly shrinking. I'm surprised I'm still putting up 130 points a week. This was my first week without Chase, and I put up 137. I mean, I'll take it. Tua had a big day, and I, dude, that's like pretty much it. I'm just like. Amari Cooper had a good day, 22 yeah, points. Yeah, Cooper had 22 points. We'll see, man. This week, everyone's on bye or injured, so I'm without Saquon Barkley. I'm without Amari Cooper and, obviously, Jamar Chase. So I'm stuck starting MVS. I'm stuck <laughs> starting Duvernay. So those are my bench guys going. It puts some uh, respect on Duvernay. He gets, like, a touchdown every week. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. He's a boomer bust guy, so I'm going for the boom here. And luckily, I'm playing the 11th place team, but – projected to lose that's the rate that's the ravens in a nutshell pretty much boomer busting especially fantasy wise and bob you're climbing up the charts bob what'd you say you're climbing up the charts even though you're a hundred points behind me so yeah that's the one thing that i'm worried about like i think my team on paper is like probably a top like three or four roster in our league but i'm really worried about if i don't start like racking up these wins if i like those tiebreakers towards the end of the season, I may end up getting screwed if I'm tied with, like, say, you. So I'm kind of worried about that, but I also feel really good about my roster. Travis Etienne been really solid. RB1 now. Alvin Kamara, massive week. Justin Jefferson, not a huge week, but still volume to get you 15. That's like his floor, obviously. And who else did I have a good game from? Terry McLaurin, consistent, but... I'm not letting, before we start the draft, the 
final thing I'm going to say about my fantasy team is I am sick and tired of Keenan Allen not playing. It's been since week one that he went out with his hamstring injury. And they're saying even after the bye week, because everyone was like, oh, he just needs to rest through the bye and then he'll come back strong afterwards, especially with Mike Williams going down. Now they really need him to come back. But nope, apparently his hamstring injury got worse during the bye week. I don't even know how resting makes an injury even worse. But now I'm just like, I feel like it's just a wash for him this fantasy season. I'm not even, I'm at the point where I'm not even considering him really coming back. If he comes back, I'll be happy. Then McLaurin has been solid with Taylor Heineke. So Keenan Allen, I'm just never drafting you again, honestly. I'm tired of this shit. It's a hamstring injury. You didn't didn't break your leg or something. Just retire, please. But let's get started with the draft. I'm tired of bitching about Keenan Allen. Who has the first pick? Is it Ming? Bob has the first pick, and then Paul, and then me. And then we're going to do – it's going to be snake draft. So um, when you guys – Say your player, I'll go ahead and I'll cut and paste those names over on the right side to the respective positions, and then I'll also put it in the respective draft pick, too. And it'll be seven rounds, so 21 players will be drafted, and I believe that pool is, what, like 28 or 30 players right there? We picked a handful of like tier one studs and then like running back two, wide receiver twos, and then some flex players too, which will come into play depending on their matchups for the week. This pool of players will change each week, so we're not going to have these players for each draft, but I think this is going to become our regular thing for our Tuesday episodes, and then we will stick to doing uh, king of the roster segments for our Thursday episodes. Yeah, yep. and the the reason that we really love this idea for the draft is because we get to talk about all the players that are notable, had good weeks. We get to talk about the studs. We get to talk about the middle tier guys. We get to talk about the waiver wire picks that are coming up. We felt that this was one of the best ways where we can cover all the players we want to talk about in a really fun and unique setting. So yeah. give us some feedback if you like it. If you hate it, let us know. But we're really looking forward to doing this. And that's all I got to say. Do you guys have anything else? You ready to get this thing going? I'm ready to pick. I already know who I'm picking. So it's going to be PPR. It's going to be PPR and all your standard scoring for those leagues. So nothing crazy, just PPR, six points, a rushing touchdown, four points, yeah. a throwing touchdown. There's going to be no bonus points for 40-yard touchdowns or anything like that. It's just going to be straight PPR. That's yep. it. So no, perfect. No fancy points or anything like that. But like I said, I'm ready to pick. I know who I'm picking first. And I am going with Austin motherfucking Eckler. Wow. Okay. Good. You like the matchup that he has this week, Bob? I do. I also just, I think that if Keenan Allen's not going to play this week, we know Mike Williams isn't going to play this week. Their wide receiver one or their first two wide receivers are Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter. Austin Eckler, I think, is going to have a massive game just for the fact that they're without two of their best pass catchers. And I mean, he Austin Eckler just puts up fucking points all the time. Yeah, dude, he's on a heater right now. He's getting so many receptions in the last two weeks. I believe yeah. he's had double digit receptions. Absolutely just, killing it. Also, this is outside of fantasy, but he's also like, have you ever watched his like, He's, like, pretty active with, like, fantasy and, like, social media and stuff. And he's, like, just super fucking cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, he is really cool. I've seen a couple of his, like, podcasts that he's done and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think he's going to have a massive game. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen probably out. And I figured the Chargers are probably going to lean heavy on the run against a surprising Atlanta team. All right. And Justin Herbert is Mr. Dink and Dunk this year, which is just an absolute shame because he is so talented. Yeah. I'm Herbert. That's what happens when you're, the, when you're like a cursed franchise. They never can seem to get their shit together. But well, their coach is an absolute fucking pussy. I hate Brandon Staley. Paul's hydrating for his first pick. I think he might be nervous, Bob. No, is it my turn? Yep, it is. Whenever you're right, ready. So this is super easy for me, and it is none other than Tyreek Hill. Ooh. So 
I don't know if you guys know this, but if you take out the game, and even if you include the game, it's still staggering, but if you take out the game against Buffalo where he had 33 yards, you know he's on pace for over 2,200 receiving yards this year? Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I I did see that, actually. I was very surprised when I heard that. How insane is that? He's a target monster. Tua looks like he's completely back in form after that horrible concussion thing that happened to him. And right now, like Tyreek Hill is the Miami Dolphins offense. He's the number one look on every single play. He's a target monster. He's awesome in space. He's awesome down the field. They're finding creative ways to get him the ball. And could you imagine if Tyreek Hill actually scored touchdowns this year? Like we're looking at a ridiculous, like better than Cooper Cup last year. So This was a surefire one for me. I was really hoping I'd get the first pick to grab him, but I'm glad he fell to me here. It's a no-brainer for me. It's Tyreek Hill. That's sneaky that he is low-key about to have, if he stays on pace with what he's doing, that he he may have a better year than Cooper Cup had last year. It's very That's falling very under the radar. I was very surprised when I heard that, but do you like his matchup too? Who are the Dolphins playing this week? They're playing the Bears, so I'm not too concerned. No, I wouldn't be either. Bears just traded away pretty much both of their best defensive players. Yep. Tua should have a clean pocket all game. <laughs> but they did get Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is now a Chicago Bear. Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill, love, love that pick. Actually, I hate it because I'm going up against you. Yeah. All right. So here is who I got for my first pick. John's the contrarian. He's going to pick – I'm going to guess he's going to pick a quarterback or a tight end here. He's going to go Jalen Hurts here. I know he you guys. Are, you guys are crazy. No, uh, <laughs> I'm not. So I'm going to go – I got back-to-back picks here. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Justin Jefferson. Okay. And, and this is going to be, you know – TJ Hawkinson got traded to the Vikings. Obviously, TJ Hawkinson definitely took some targets away when he was playing on the field as Amon Ross St. Brown. And some people are expecting that to happen to Justin Jefferson. But the difference here is that Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, they're not on the same playing field yet. I think that having Hawkinson on the Vikings now is going to really distract defenses even more. One of those two players will be wide open every single play. And I think it's going to be more Jetta than it will be T-Hawk. So I don't see a big target share decrease for Justin Jefferson. If it is, it's going to be two to three targets maybe. But he's still hanging out in that like 10 target range per game. And of course, he has that big playability that he's never going to lose. And he's going against the Redskins. Ah, oh, we're canceled oh, again. This is like the fifth oh, straight episode. Oh, oh, the Commandos. Going to the Commandos. And dude, they might, not even be a, they might not even be a team on Sunday. So it might just be the Vikings just practicing. Dude, why can the Vikings be a team name? That's bad, too. That's the Vikings. That's a bad team name, too. It's not the same thing. Lots of women and children. They did not like the Vikings. Yeah, they pillaged and raped. So have that on your conscience, Minnesota. It'll be Justin Jefferson against the field. So I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson here. Okay. Just throw this in here, and then I'll talk about my next pick. You guys really think I was going to go Jalen Hurts there? I thought you I were going to change me one of them. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what you do with this next one. But I'm surprised that you went with Jetta first, just because I usually expect you to do something that is <laughs> <laughs> like take the path least traveled. Well, dude, I'm here to win, which is why I'm going to go with Derrick Henry on the turn. Oh. Um, so he went off against the Texans last week and he's got, the Chiefs this week, and I'm a little worried because if the Titans are behind, they may look to the passing game, but they don't really have one. So I feel like they're just going to still have to force feed Henry, and he'll run it down the Chiefs' throats, who have given up a good amount of points to running backs this year. So Derrick Henry, welcome to the squad. You are my running back one, and I'm rooting for you. John, that's a good pick, and that was 100% going to be my pick if you did not take him. Yes, I know. But I'm torn here, so my heart tells me Jalen Hurts. I really want to take Jalen just because I am I think it's 
just a guaranteed 25-point game against the Texans. I really like this other guy. And, oh, I know if I don't take him, I know Bobby will. But I'm going to go with the surefire points here. I will take Jalen Hurts at number two. Jalen Hurts and, at number two. Yeah, I'll take Jalen Hurts with my second pick. Quarterbacks are weird this year. Quarterbacks are really weird. They're either putting up 25 or they're putting up 15. It doesn't seem like there's any of that, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth round quarterback that gets you a solid 20 points every game. You either had to find one in the top five rounds or you had to take a flyer on a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's an elite quarterback. So I'm going to take the guaranteed points here. I think Tyree Kill and Jalen Hurts could easily set me up for 50 points guaranteed this week against the Texans, right? Thursday night football? Yeah, wow. So you're going with the Thursday night football curse, huh? You I'm know. going with the weird oh. Thursday night football curse, but fuck it. I don't care. I'd rather have a top-tier quarterback. So. Guys, I just- Guys, I just realized that we have Keenan Allen in our list of players, and he's probably not going to play this week. <laughs> well, that's okay. He just won't get drafted then. No, yeah. I know. I'm just saying I think it's funny because we were all picking the players last week. We're like, oh, he's going to play after the bye. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. That's so true. <laughs> and he's not going to play. But, okay, so my turn now. Oh, man. Yeah, the studs are pretty much – no, there's still there's a couple. There's still some goodies, dude. There's some definitely goodies on there. There's one guy that I'm thinking about, but he played a a dud last week when he had a – he was due for a dud, honestly. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I don't think – I got to look at – I'm probably going to go matchup based right now. No, don't touch my boy. I know who – well, I get the snake too, so it may not matter, Paul. That's true. Oh, man. Okay. He is my dynasty savior this year. Him and another guy on this board have really – actually, all three guys, like three guys on this board have been saving my dynasty. I am going Travis Etienne. Damn it. That was between – I was between him and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, That's, I, I knew I wasn't going to get him. Travis Etienne had – I mean, I kind of expected it, but it's one thing to expect it, and it's another thing to actually go out there and do it. But he had a massive game last week. They're playing the Raiders, who – have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I don't even need to pull out any type of stats to justify that. We all know that they're terrible. So I'm looking for the Jags, at least from an offensive perspective, to have a big week against the Raiders. And that's why I'm taking Travis Etienne. I'm looking up for him to build on that RB1 performance last week. A lot of yeah, good running. He's killing it, dude. He's, yeah, he's I just took him off the ball. trade block for Dynasty. Yeah. Thank God you didn't accept that trade for Kirk Cousins, right? Brother, I would be kicking myself. (laughs) All right, moving on. Okay, so now, guys, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. I know who I want to go, but I don't want to put myself in a positional hole right now. Oh, I'm doing it. I I feel like I have to. Don't do it. I have to do it. I have to, I think. Yeah, I'm going Josh Jacobs. I know you are. The value, he had a dud, like I said earlier, he was the player that I was hinting to that had a dud last week, but he's been really solid this year. And the Jags and Raiders could low-key turn into a mini shootout. So Mm -hmm. I'd look for a lot of pass game involvement with him. Game script will probably be better for him as well. And honestly, right now with this player selection, he's the best value pick there is right now. I'm not going to reach for like, you know, Chris Olave or anyone like that. So best value right there for me. Bob with three running backs, just yep. like that off the board. Yeah. Not even a point for me to get a second one at this point. I'm just going to wait till the <laughs> end of the draft. Yeah, dude, I don't have any. Well, Jalen Hurts is kind of a running back. Yeah, he'll get you the rushing yards. Although yeah. he's playing on Thursday night, so probably not many. <laughs> He's gonna probably not gonna get a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's gonna be seven to three. Yeah, I'm gonna be very upset if that's the case. Who's their opponent this week? The Eagles, the, the Texans, Texans, bro. So that's why I'm not it's worried. Tomorrow? Oh my god, wow, that was a quick. It's gonna one. be seven nothing. I Don't feel like that. no, we're gonna have get. Oh, another player that's on the board. Maybe it'll be a Miles Sanders week for once. Maybe there's yeah, a lot well, of Eagles on here. I wonder them. who picked them. You should draft Sanders. No, so here's what I'm going to do. 
just because I know he's probably not going to be there again when I go up, even though my heart doesn't tell me to pick him. But I'll go Damian Pierce here. Damian Pierce. All right. Pierce. He had a bit of an off week last week, was saved by a touchdown, but he has still showed the consistent volume, and the dude just runs angry. And the Texans have showed that even if they're down, they still look for him. He is pretty okay in the receiving world as well. He gets about five targets a game. So I'm not super worried about him. I actually know I am I'm a little worried about him, but I'm a little I'm a little soft on running backs right now. There are still some decent receivers on the board. And I just don't want to get caught empty handed with running backs with both my running backs getting under 10 points. So I'm gonna go Damian Pierce. Yeah, you don't want to end up with like freaking what's his name? <laughs> Deontay Foreman as your RB2, especially if Chuba comes back. If Chuba yeah, doesn't. Yeah, it's just – oh, man, Damian Pierce against that Eagles D-line. Yeah, that's a tough – that's – wow, that's a really tough matchup. That's probably I the see, like, I, I saved myself here because if Thursday night's a weird game, then Damian Pierce is going to go nuts and Jalen Hurts won't do that well. If Thursday night is the game that it's supposed to be, then Jalen Hurts will go bonkers. And Damian Pierce should hopefully at least put up respectable numbers. So I'm hedging myself here. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but. No, it, like looking at it now, I'm like, shit, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you had Miles Sanders right there. That's definitely the better running back in for the week. Oh, man. Am, do I do that? Yeah. Uh, if you're in, yeah, if you think that, John, then do it. Yeah, I'm just like looking at kind of like the idea of. The draft, really? Like, I thought when we were picking players that these teams would end up being like crazy stacked but the talent drastically fell off after that it's yeah. like <laughs> after the second round well bob you really lucked out because you yeah. like like the drop off between hertz and damian pierce is pretty big but like the drop off between etn josh jacobs and eckler those are three guys that can get you 30 points tomorrow yeah. um are there is there anyone else that could get me 30 points this week i mean like wide receivers yeah. Yeah. oh well i do have okay man all right. Match up here, bro. I'm going to go. I'm going to take Miles Sanders. Ugh. All right. And that's just because I want to fill up my running back slots. Miles Sanders has been scoring touchdowns this year, which was not like last year. So I'm hoping he can get me one. And of course, he's going against the Texans defense, which I think is the worst defense in the league. I know, Bob, you were saying the Raiders. I'm sure they're equally as bad, but I Raiders think the are. Texans are just very bad. The Lions are the, probably the worst, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Lions, true. Literally, Tyreek Hill and I know Jalen Wall and Tyreek Hill have had big games together before, but like when you have two receivers that put up 30 plus points in a game, it's just like your defense fucking sucks. All right. And then for my next pick, guys, I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd. Against the, oh, the Panthers God. defense. Damn it. Damn the it. Panthers defense. I really wanted him. I really did. Fuck. Now, the problem is, you know, he's averaging around five targets a game. And last week was the first game with no Jamar Chase. I'm assuming he was just adjusting, maybe, if I'm to be in denial. Maybe he's just adjusting to being that wide receiver one. Well, he's really wide receiver two behind Higgins. Fuck. That was a weird. That was I a weird. I take that. I could take that pick back. Yeah, dude, he had five a- targets. He had three catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that, was, I know. that game was weird, though. Like, the Bengals got nothing going against the Browns, really. It was a very strange game. I didn't watch it, but like, I was keeping up with the score and everything. I'm just like, like what are the Bengals doing? Like, Cleveland, they, I- Cleveland's defense is a lot better than Carolina, too. They were rushing Joe Burrow like crazy. He was getting smacked around. So. Yeah, that clearly that Bengals line is still a problem. So Joe Burrow will have plenty of time to throw to Tyler Boyd, and I'm expecting one of those deep throws to Tyler Boyd. I think his upside could help me win this week. Yeah, he had that 61 yard touchdown that that killed me a couple weeks ago. That may end up biting me in the ass for our fantasy league. Freaking had he had. Diggs and Cup on a bye this week, and I, my team couldn't take advantage of winning that week because Tyler Boyd's fluky 61-yard touchdown catch with, <laughs> with Jamar Chase playing, too. 
It'd be one thing if he wasn't playing, but literally they were all – the Bengals' offense was fully healthy, and he gets a 61-yard touchdown pass. you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Boyd can do it, dude. And now he's just the second option for Joe Burrow. I'm going to just roll with it. Just like Paul had with the Damian Pierce pick, I feel like the more I am looking at the board and realizing it, there's definitely one other name that I am just handing to Paul. So, Paul, go ahead. You can take him. Is uh, it bad that I don't know who you're talking about? Like, I think I, I know. I think there's two players that... Yeah, I see two guys that I'm really... Uh, I can't believe on. I didn't even take him, but whatever. Yeah. I'm going to go Chris Olave. Yeah, dude, I'm such an idiot. I was, uh, that's one of the players that I was thinking of. Yeah. I'm going to go Chris Olave just because. Wait, wait Michael wait, hold Thomas. On. Hold on with. Check down, Dolan. <laughs> yeah, but look for Andy Dalton to maybe not check down as much against my horrid Ravens secondary so far. We did pick up Roquan Smith, which will help in the run game, which I'm thinking will probably limit Kamara, if anybody. So, Olave, he's coming off of, what, 14 targets, 7 targets, 9 targets. The dude's a target monster. So, I think volume alone, he should be able to put up some decent numbers. And he's also – he's just a stud. Like, if you watch him play, he's just so good at football. Staying on not really Chris Olave, really, let's talk about another veteran receiver who, for whatever reason, can't stay on the field now. Like, it feels like – Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen are just mailing in their careers these past well not really Keenan Allen last year but like this season they're just like yeah we're good we don't really want to play that bad anymore they get hurt and they're like okay I'm out for two months dude I'm I'm so pissed at Michael Thomas because I drafted him and I was like dude that is like a sneaky great flex play and for the first two (laughs) weeks I was like this is awesome. 22 points, 19 points. Yeah. I was like, this is great. And then he gets hurt. And now they're like, yeah, we don't know when he's coming back. But we won't. Re- we refuse to put him on IR because we just want to clog your bench. Literally what the Chargers are doing, too, with Keenan Allen with these fucking – it's ridiculous. Obviously, they don't care about fantasy, but, God, it's annoying. Especially with Michael Thomas barely playing – he didn't play last year either. Like how? Like it's like he he probably was just able to realize. Oh, you know what? Getting paid and not playing is actually so much better than <laughs> this like, is a lot more fun. Making, like trying to make stats and history. Like <laughs> I get honestly. paid millions of dollars to have the best seat in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Wait. So is it my turn now? Yep, it's your turn, Bob. You got the fourth round and the fifth round coming up. Oh, okay. I got this. One of these is very easy for me. I'm going Juju. Mm, interesting. That was easy for you? Yeah. Right? Dude, Juju's had 30 in our league. He's had back-to-back 30-point games. He's a part. You hear about the... Has how he really? Yeah. How they've been building their chemistry with Mahomes and the whole Chiefs offense. They've been playing like some video game together, and that's how they built their chemistry over these past couple weeks, he's been saying. Holy shit. He has so, been off. Yeah, and he's been a target hog low-key all year, but he's finally been getting in the end zone, and he's been really good. So I feel really good about that pick, especially when I have the three top running backs. It's a shield, maybe not a fantastic game. I feel really good about that. Number one receiver on an explosive <laughs> offense, too. Not yeah, bad. it's definitely a better pick than Tyler Boyd. <laughs> all right. Oh, what do I do now? Do I go? I might have to. I'm gonna have to look at some matchups for this. Paul, who do you think has the best team right now after four rounds? Bob. Yeah, I think it's. Dude, that's what sucks. We might have to think of a better way to do this, or at least put more like studs out there, because it it just like happened to fall that Bob had the first pick. Because after Josh Jacobs, there is like a brutal cliff. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, it's fantasy. Like you're either gonna win or lose your fantasy week, and exactly. just like, to play here. We don't really know. You don't know. Josh Jacobs had only seven and a half points in our league last week. Exactly. Yeah, he's what put up thing? 35 the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You just don't know. Like you could say all this stuff on paper. I mean, I feel good about my team more compared to your guys, but like. Derrick Henry and Justin Jefferson are just as capable of putting up massive weeks. So are Tyreek Hill and Jalen Hurts. So the only cliff is if you're banking on all three of my guys blowing up, like 
none of that's guaranteed. It's hard for all players to put up 30-point games. Dude, side note, the Phillies right now, they are stealing every single base in the country right now. This is insane. They're just going off on the base paths. So aggressive. That's how you win a World Series right there. All right, back to fantasy football. Fantasy football. Okay, I got after Juju. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with a little – oh, fuck. Who, okay, hold on. Who's he playing this week? Don't do it. I can't trust him. I don't trust him. I'm, I won't do it. I can't do it. I'm going Tyler Higby. Oh, okay. I couldn't do – I was thinking about maybe doing Kyle Pitts, but I just don't trust him. I'm not falling for the fucking – one good game, and then you put him back in your lineup. I'm just not doing it. And I trust Tyler Higby way more. Coming off a bye, and the Bucks lost Shaq Barrett. So the Bucks just haven't looked that good really all year at all. Even on defense, they haven't been the same this year. So I'm looking for Matt Stafford to pepper Tyler Higby a little bit. Especially, ooh, and Cooper Cup is a little banged up as well. He'll play. He'll play. But for our listeners out there, tight ends available. We stayed away from the Kelseys and the Andrews, whereas others like to refer to them as the tier one tight ends. So Tyler Higby is probably the best tight end on paper right now, unless you want to put Kyle Pitts up there because you think he's going to do just as well as he did last week. But the tight ends on our board were Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz, Gerald Everett, and Kyle Pitts. So you really have four tight ends to choose from out of the three teams. So one tight end will not be drafted. And those, I have a feeling of who it'll be. All those tight ends are I – I have a feeling who it's going to be too. But all those tight ends are capable of putting up, like, numbers in the same range. Yeah, like Zach Ertz is way more – is probably the most consistent out of the bunch. Maybe – probably Higby too, honestly. But yeah, I think – Ertz might be better than Higby. Yeah, I mean, he definitely is this year. But then even if you're looking at a guy like Gerald Everett, like we were saying earlier, Keenan Allen's probably not going to play this week. Mike Williams is out. He may get even more targets this week. So these are all like pretty fair tight ends. One's not like much greater than the other. Yeah, for sure. So the whole time you guys were talking, I was contemplating. <laughs> That's I'm okay. And I'm still on the fence about a lot of these guys. I'm trying to look at matchups. I'm trying to look at past stats. And I'm going to take a flyer here. And it's a bit of riding a hot hand the past two weeks. Keenan Allen? Yeah. (laughs) But on paper, I think Chris Godwin might be a better play here. But I'm not going to go him. Oh, I do like Godwin, though. I think he'll have a decent week. Why do you have to say that before? You know, Paul is easily persuaded. I know, but I'm not going to be persuaded here because I'm going to go with what I originally said, even though, because in my mind, I looked at these two guys. And even though Godwin, I think, is certainly the better floor, but I'm going for all the marbles, baby. I'm trying to hit a home run every week. So I'm going DJ Moore, who's had 20 and 30 points the last two weeks. Okay. Uh, Sort of late season resurgence for him with, did you know PJ Walker's real name is actually Phillip? (laughs) (laughs) he he should definitely stick with pj that's definitely like that's why a little bit cooler than phil even though pj is still kind of a dorky name but phil's been playing really well this year he looks for dj more there's a reason that carolina held on to him and that's because i think they want him to be a cornerstone and so i'm gonna try and ride a hot hand here see if dj more he's got i think 19 targets in the past two weeks yeah he also caught that like even though that fluky Hail Mary last week, too. Yeah, he took his helmet off, and that's, like, yeah. what ruined the game for him. But, yep. like, dude, I don't blame him. Like, I'd probably be going nuts if I made that catch. So, I'm okay. going with, the actually, the University of Maryland alumni. Did you know that? DJ Moore. Yep. Proud I Terrapin. Um, so, I'm going to go him. So, go ahead, John. You can have Godwin. All right. Paul, I'll trade you Tyler Boyd and Miles Sanders for Chris Olave. Tyler Boyd and Miles Sanders? Uh-huh. For Chris oh, Olave. No. <laughs> All right. Fine. That and, would be and next week's fifth round. 
<laughs> oh, this is good. Oh, this this is good. This is good though. I like that. Dude, like, this like is that. where so for our listeners, we've been talking about implementing a lot of crazy things in this draft, and we're gonna be putting in like what we call power-ups. And so they could eventually lead to crazy things happening in the draft. But maybe if you had a power up to give me, John, I would okay. consider it. But all right. not for those two players. All right, this is going to get interesting for the next couple of weeks, and I'm looking forward to those next episodes. So what I'm going to go with then is, yes, I will take Chris Godwin. So Chris Godwin, come with me. He's playing the Rams, which is a great defense, and Tom Brady is 60 years old and cares more about his family issues than football. This dude cannot concentrate at quarterback, but I have this feeling now that Tom Brady has came out in public and talked about them filing for a divorce, you know, maybe that was just a weight off his shoulders. Like he just needed to let it be public knowledge. And he's going to have to bring his A game against the Rams. It's not like the shitty teams that he was losing to the last couple weeks. What was it? The Steelers and the Panthers and the Ravens. He like he lost to the Ravens. Okay, that's not a shitty team. We're AFC not North a- winners right now. Didn't he play the Panthers last week? No, he played the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, he played the Panthers the week before that. Did he beat them? No, he's lost three or four in a row. row. Exactly, and he should have lost against the Falcons, so that should be four losses. Um, So, listen, man, I think because he's going against a good defense, like, he knows – from the first play of the game that he's got to bring his A game. There can't be any like slacking like he was doing against the Panthers, the Steelers, where he's like, oh, maybe my our defense can just keep it a close game. So I think Tom Brady from the very start is going to come out slinging. And honestly, the Rams will probably be leading at some point, so he will be forced to throw the ball, Tom Brady. And Godwin has been getting crazy targets. He has been getting more targets than Mike Evans. Crazy. And yeah. Crazy. 12, 13, and 11. And he's even had a game with 10 targets, too. So I just need to see some touchdowns out of Godwin. And he is going to make up for that fourth-round Tyler Boyd pick for sure. So, Chris Godwin, welcome to the squad. I like Godwin a lot. I think – I actually feel like the Bucks may play a little better than people expect in this game. Kind of for the reasons you said already, John, the weight off Tom Brady's shoulders, those types of things. I'm hoping that he actually throws the ball a little more downfield to Godwin because it seems that he's just settled in as only throwing downfield to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's kind of like the check down, like intermediate route guy when he's fully capable of being a downfield threat as well. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he seems to just be like the middle of the field guy. He does a lot of the screen passes, but he does get yards after catch. So Godwin's definitely got like big playability in him. It's just he needs to get more until the defense is secondary to really unleash that potential of his because we know he's got it. And do I just – no. I'm going to go – I got to fill the quarterback slot here, so I'm going to go with Geno Smith. Oh, John, I thought you were going to go the stack. I – I thought about it. I'm not going to stack. I'm not going to stack because they could both fuck me, and that's two people. I'm kind of leading my upside there by doing that. It's so. not, season, not season long, though. It's DFS. Sometimes you need to go for the stack, get those points. I understand that, but the Buccaneers have let down more than they've shined, so I'm not going to risk having two players on my seven-man team for this week. Suck. So <laughs> I will go with Geno Smith. Okay. Uh, he has came down to earth a bit, but I want to say he had like 20 points last week. Yeah, yeah, he had 19 points. So they are starting to rely on the run more now that Kenny Walker is turning into a beast. But I'm just going to hope, I mean, against when Geno Smith has gone against defenses that are in the green, which means that they've been giving up a lot of points. Geno Smith has held true to that. 19 points against the Falcons, 30 points against the Lions, 26 points against the New Orleans Saints. And I will say, they did play the Cardinals, and Geno Smith had 11. So I'm hoping that he's able to watch some film, and he knows how to beat the Cardinals' defense this week. So we're going to rock with Geno Smith and hope that he can get me somewhere in the 25-point range. Yeah, so 
with how the rest of the draft is shaking out, we're getting towards the end here. Bob and I have no conflicting positions, so I am guaranteed to get the two guys that I'm looking at to fill the rest of my roster. So with this pick, I'm going to go with Zach Ertz, the tried and true tight end. And the reason I'm going with him over Kyle Pitts' upside is because Kyle Pitts sucks at football and the Atlanta Falcons are weird. But Zach Ertz is playing – the Cardinals are playing the Seahawks who are the worst team against the tight end in fantasy this year. And the last time Zach Ertz played Seattle back in like week six or week seven, and granted there was no D-hop, but he still had 10 targets. And the Seahawks are giving up – I just saw it. They're giving up 81 receiving yards to the tight end position this year. So the middle of the field looks to be wide open against the Seahawks defense. Look for them to go super heavy on D-hop. And so I'm hoping Ertz can give me a pretty solid game for a six-round pick at tight end. Nice. Yeah, he's been Mr. Consistent this year. And he hasn't taken, like, the biggest drop-off since D-hop's been back. So he's still just putting up, like... He put up six points two weeks ago. Oh, the first game of D-hop. That's right. But that was Thursday night. Yeah. Can't even take Thursday night games into consideration. They're just outliers in general. Yeah, and plus that was a game that was like a complete shootout. And so D-Hop got like 14 of Kyler Murray's 29 pass attempts. So he got like almost half of Kyler Murray's looks. So Yeah, he went off. All right. So, Bob, we got – Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah, I got no – this is just – these are my last two picks, so this is it. Well, I obviously yeah. have to go quarterback, so it's basically between Derek Carr and Tom Brady here. Derek Carr was – horrible last week didn't even crack two points against who they play the texans they played the texans last last week i believe who oh no they played new orleans sorry texans two weeks ago Derek carr has been very mediocre this year his first three games or He's just been mediocre, honestly. Yeah, nine, even with Devontae Adams. It's- yeah, nine nine pa- nine touchdowns, five interceptions, 1,600 passing yards. I know they're relying a lot on Josh Jacobs this year with Josh McDaniels as their coach. So I'm just going to go based off the trust factor here. I trust Tom Brady more than I trust Derek Carr, even though Tom Brady hasn't been that spectacular, but he hasn't turned the ball over really nine touchdowns, only one interception this year. So hopefully he could just get a couple more touchdowns and rack up more yards. Cause he's been throwing the ball a shit ton still in the like 40 to 50 attempt range consistently. So I'm taking Tom Brady here. Tom Brady. It is. <clears throat> All right. So for our listeners right now, so that we got one more round left here. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just rattle off who is left in our pool. The players left. So Bob needs a wide receiver. Paul needs a running back. And I need a tight end. So the players that are available right now are Michael Pittman, Derek Carr, Keenan Allen, Raheem, who's not going to play this week, Raheem Mostert, Gus the Bus Edwards. I'm honestly surprised he's still undrafted. I, I would have thought Paul would have drafted him by now, and I'm not just saying that because you're a homer. Just he hasn't cause... been practicing. Oh, is he hobbling? He's, 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 Gus, he's Gus Flat Tire the bus right now. Nice. Okay, so Gus is on the board. He probably won't get picked. Devontae Smith, another name that I thought would have gotten drafted. Um, I will say if I didn't have Miles Sanders, I probably would have gone with Devontae Smith there. Uh, Gerald Everett's still on the board. Kyle Pitts is still on the board. Adam Thielen and Deontay Foreman, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So we got about eight people left or something like that. Seven people left. I don't know. Okay. This is this last pick easy for me because I just need a wide receiver. And, John, you already said pretty much the only receivers that are left are Devontae Smith, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, who's a bum, and Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman did absolutely really nothing last week with Sam Ellinger as the quarterback. I'm not really looking for that to change. Colts offense is terrible. Keenan Allen, you're not going to play because you're a bum. 
Adam Thielen, you're now pretty much like the third option on the Vikings, and you're old. I just don't, just not doing it. Devontae Smith, I will say, I'm going to pick Devontae Smith, and there is nothing backing up what I'm about to say, but I feel like since it's a Thursday night game, A.J. Brown is coming off his biggest game of the season, so I'm looking for him to not have as big of a game, and I think Devontae mm-hmm. Smith will absorb that production. He may not have as big of a game as A.J. Brown had last week, but it's very rare that you see players put up those like massive performances in back-to-back games, and it's a Thursday night game, so you know anything could happen. Devontae <laughs> Smith. Yeah, and... Um... I'm pretty sure the week one, it was an A.J. Brown game, and Devontae Smith had, like, no targets. And then yep. the next week, he had a breakout Devontae yep. Smith game. So, you know, if history were to repeat itself, it's going to be this week because A.J. Brown had a monstrous week eight. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, I don't know if he can just do that again week nine, four days after. Yeah, I think that's definitely your highest upside pick, Bob. That's definitely – but Michael Pittman did have nine targets last week, seven catches for 53 yards. Colts offense, Colts offense is a fucking shit show. Yeah, I don't trust him either, but <clears throat> I am Paul, you absolutely... coming down with a cold or something, buddy? What's up? You coming down with a cold? No, I've just got something stuck in my throat, but it's all good. And let me just make sure that this is – yeah, so I am, like, shocked that this guy actually – fell to me this low i think he could actually win me this week and that's the running back deontay foreman oh i mean mostert there no chuba i thought you were gonna go mostert too no chuba was sidelined last week and so deontay foreman did have an exceptional game with over 30 points but even the week before with a fully healthy chuba he still got 16 points and yeah. so if that were to repeat itself, that's fine. And I'm good with that. But Chuba has been practicing this week, but he hasn't been practicing in full. So I expect Deontay Foreman to get three quarters of the workload for the Panthers, the sneaky Panthers, the surprising Panthers. Yep. And if the Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett can put up, what, 30 points against the Bengals, I don't see why P.J. Walker and company can do at least some damage there. And so I know the only thing I don't like about this is I do have DJ Moore as well. So I'm relying a lot on the dog shit Panthers. But looking at my options right now with either Mostert, Gus Edwards, who has been hobbled, or Deontay Foreman, this is a relatively easy pick for me. I'm going Deontay Foreman. Isn't it crazy how the Panthers are – they're still not obviously a really good football team, but they're much better with P.J. Walker than they were with Baker. Oh, I've been watching Baker play for years, dude. He's garbage. Yeah, he really is. He had one. They He took the Browns to the playoffs that one year, and then it's like he completely fell off. I've got one more pick left, and it's between Kyle Pitts and Gerald Everett. They actually play each other. Chargers are playing Falcons. Falcons are playing the Chargers. John, and don't, I know what John's going to do. Yeah, I... I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. Wow. I can't. <laughs> you you kind of have to. You kind of have to. No, you don't have to. You don't You don't have to. You don't. Okay, but so you can. tell me but why course... I don't have to. <laughs> but of course you can. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'll tell you why I don't have to. <clears throat> because Kyle Pitts can very well put up a donut. But so can any tight end any given week besides Travis Kelsey. I'm just going to go with Kyle Pitts, who has the upside. And, I mean, I know the Falcons are relying on the run a lot here, but Kyle Pitts, maybe they figured something out last week and they were like, oh, you know what? That really works. You're falling Because it worked with Juju and it can work with Kyle Pitts. Falling for it, bro. I know. (laughs) Dude, yeah, I might be falling for it. But you know what? Gerald Everett, he is coming off a bye. um, But maybe just like Keenan Allen, maybe Gerald Everett got injured too over the bye week. Maybe they were like doing some like team event and, you know, he's a little banged up. Kyle Pitts is one of those guys now for me in fantasy that he's just not even worth. I think he's just like worthless, honestly, from a fantasy perspective. Like he just doesn't do anything. He just does nothing. Like at a 
position that is so shallow where you don't have to do much to really succeed. Gerald Everett, <laughs> a top 10 pick, seemingly just can't even get to fantasy relevance, even though he had a good game last week. I would take pretty much almost any tight end over him. You know what I think we should do is, so we had a couple players not drafted, so I think they need to be on the board next week, and the players who have been drafted this week uh, oh, I love are not that. on the board. Yeah. yeah. So they get carried over, okay? So the players... How about you guys go ahead and rattle them off while I highlight them for the people viewing on YouTube right now? All right. Players that we're going to roll over into our next draft next week. Unless injured. Unless, Unless officially injured. out. Well, no. Keenan Allen has to stay there. We need Keenan. Someone has to be forced to take Keenan <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so we got Michael Pittman, Michael Carter, Derek Carr, Keenan Allen, Raheem Mostert, Gus Edwards, Gerald Everett, Adam Thielen, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And obviously, bye weeks may come into play, so we might have to sub out. But those guys are definitely, they have to be at least considered for next week. And all the names that are crossed out and drafted are not going to make it to next week. So we will be picking a, a new pool of players, maybe 20 or so players. So, Bob, how about you start with your team here? What's your strong point? Maybe what do you think your best like? What's your best sleeper pick out of your team? I mean, getting Devonte Smith as my last pick is pretty good. You know, the Eagles' offense has been humming and rolling this entire year, and like I said, I think he may be due for a big game coming off that massive AJ Brown game. And Thursday night's always a weird game, but I actually think my biggest value is Juju with my fourth pick because he's been. A very sneaky target hog all year. He's finally starting to get in the end zone, too. The Chiefs' offense is always explosive. So I think that's my biggest value. But obviously my strength, I picked three running backs in the first three picks. So that's obviously the biggest strength. And they're all top 12 running backs currently at this point in time, I would say. So, But the only thing I would be concerned about with my team is I think I'm very top-heavy in that case. So if you know, one, well, especially if two of these guys don't put up what they're projected to, I think that could end up biting me in the ass, but I do overall like my team a lot. And Paul, you were the first manager to draft a quarterback in our draft. How about you explain your thoughts here on why you felt like Jalen Hurts was the target over some players like Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs? Yes, yeah, so I did kind of roll the dice here with Jalen Hurts, but this has been a weird year in fantasy overall where I guarantee you the if the season ended today, most likely in your league, the playoff contenders have either Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, or Patrick Mahomes, who are, I think, the three leading scorers at quarterback thus far it's been a really weird year where we've and all three of us have always done this where we draft quarterbacks late we've done it for years because you can there's not much difference between the qb 12 and the qb4 usually but this year there's like a ginormous drop off so jalen hurts the key thing for me grabbing him is he is at home so they don't have to travel the phillies are playing in the world series philadelphia is just absolutely buzzing right now So I think Jalen Hurts, even though it's a weird Thursday night game, and Thursday night's games kind of got back to normal last week. Like the Ravens-Buccaneers game, I think, played out as it should have or as it would have on a Sunday. So I love Jalen Hurts here, and I know Thursday night games are weird. But if that's your only argument to not get Jalen Hurts, then that's a pretty weak argument. Yeah. John, how about you? You, I know you don't like a couple of your picks. So how – do you think your week is going to go what player do you think needs to absolutely perform well for you to have a chance at having the highest performing team this week I felt like my team started to go downhill after that third round like I'm not upset with Miles Sanders being my running back two at all so I'm not upset about that but me going Tyler Boyd when I had Olave on the board I'll put Juju up there, Devontae Smith even. I kind of regret that pick. I do feel like I made up for it, though, in the fifth round going with Chris Godwin. Yeah. So 
not too upset about that. I just felt like my first two rounds were dominant, but so were everyone else's. So like you really make the difference in those middle rounds, those four and five rounds. And I probably got the lowest scoring player in the seventh round. And <laughs> I might've gotten the highest scoring player in the sixth, but I'm just, I'm, my eyes keep going to Tyler Boyd in the fourth. And I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> um, yeah. We'll see. So to to answer your question, Tyler Boyd would need to have 15 to 20 point week where, and everyone else can just score what they're projected for. And I feel like I could find a way to, to win this week. Although I don't think I'm going to. Boyd (laughs) doing that, like without Jamar Chase is like not unreasonable. So yeah, Tyler Boyd's a solid receiver. He, like you said, he got a touchdown last week and last week was a weird game for the Bengals. They got absolutely nothing going. So I would look for them to probably have a little bit of a bounce back game against who they play in Carolina this week. Yeah. So I think they could have a little bounce back game, but yeah, I think you're going to need where you're going to need to make up is those Miles Sanders and Boyd are going to have to have solid weeks for you to compete for the best team right now. But Paul, I know you had you said that you have some ideas for what we could do with who has the best week and who has the worst week. So why don't you enlighten us a little bit? We didn't talk about it, so this is going to be new for everyone. Yeah, so this is the first time that Bob and John are actually hearing my idea. So we all know that fantasy football includes the second to last week in the season. So week 17, mm-hmm. technically 17. correct. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is whoever wins, like we'll do the totals throughout the year, whoever comes in the first place, basically we're all three fans of different teams. So John's a Philly guy with the Eagles. Bob is a New Jersey guy with the Jets. And I'm a Baltimore guy with the Ravens. So whoever comes in the first place, we're going to do a special or we'll, we'll consider doing a special episode on a Sunday where that last week we all do a live stream and we record ourselves watching that winner's game and we do, we make a drinking power hour out of it. Oh, so, yes. oh my God. So whoever, who so say I win total and we're watching the Ravens, I get to set the rules. So every time Lamar Jackson has a 10-plus rush, we have to drink. Every time Rashad Bateman gets a catch, we have to drink. Every time Mark Andrews scores a touchdown, we have to shotgun a beer. We'll never be able to drink then if Rashad Bateman has to catch that. <laughs> hey, relax, okay? He's good. But <laughs> – I think that would just be a lot of fun. You all, It would be a chance for the audience and the viewers to see all three of us for who we actually are and, you know, how we became to love fantasy football. So I, I think like during that. the last week, we do like a power hour drinking game while the whoever wins their team, we get we all sit down, we watch their game and we record it. And you better have a 30 rack of Bud Light next to you because we're going to be drinking. Okay, I, I like I'm, that. I'm in on that, dude. I like that. I like that. <laughs> what about what are we thinking for a punishment? Paul's like kind of sounds like a punishment too. <laughs> like, it's a punishment for the other two. I'll yeah, be yeah. hopefully the Ravens win, but we'll all be drinking and having some fun. Well, yeah. it'll still be it'll still be fun. <laughs> Who knows? May end up being a punishment for the player that for the person that does win because their team may end up losing that game or getting blown out. <laughs> Yeah, especially right. with playoffs could be on the line, especially yeah. for Bob's Jets and my Ravens. Like They could be contending for a playoff spot that final week. All right, boys, so what do we have planned for the rest of the week for our viewers here? We'll be back on Tuesday, right? Tuesday's episode will be another draft just like this, and we'll probably just recap the Week 9 fantasy draft, and then we'll roll into the Week 10 one. Yeah, we're going to add some some wrinkles to make it a little more spicy, so to speak, you know, power-ups or trades, that type of thing, instead of it just being straight up us drafting and then talking about the players. want to make it a little more fun. This was just the test drive, see how it goes and everything like that. But I think it went well. So look for us to have more things incorporated next time for sure. Perfect. And then we'll be back in eight days for our King of the Roster, where we're going to do King of the Roster quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. We're really really getting there. This season's flying by, but I'm looking forward to it. So with all that said, anything else that you guys need to... No, I'm ready ready to dominate. I have a quick question. 
do you play Christmas music Christmas music on November 1st or do you play it after Thanksgiving? After Thanksgiving. Yeah. I Dude, don't I'm think. a November, November Am I like the only November 1st guy? It's Christmas music time, baby. Fire up that Mariah Carey Christmas album. It's Dude, no way. I literally just blew the leaves off my lawn. You guys can't even enjoy How can you enjoy Thanksgiving when you're playing Christmas music? Thank you. Dude, Thanksgiving is like the appetizer to Christmas. It's well, yeah, it's like that nice first November. cold beer at the airport when you're going away on vacation. We're closer to two months away from Christmas than we are Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're three weeks from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Sound Thanksgiving logic, John. Sound <laughs> logic. Thanksgiving is one month from Christmas. That's why it makes sense because it's at the end of November. Dude, right. I already hate I hate Christmas. If I start playing Christmas music after Thanksgiving, I hate Christmas music by the time Christmas even rolls around. So I'm not that, listening to Christmas music until like, you know, the fifteenth. I think that yeah. says a lot about you, John. You should find some more holly jolly joy in your life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This was fun. This was fun. So as always, thank you for listening to the iTest podcast. We'll be back on Monday. Well, Tuesday. Episode- will be released on tuesday and don't forget to we are on all platforms apple and spotify the eye test the fantasy football podcast we are also on tiktok where you post other content you know that you don't see here our waiver ads and all types of more funny stuff honestly we are the eye test pod one on tiktok we are also on instagram just the eye test pod on instagram and we are newly on youtube as well where we will be posting our king of the roster segments and we are just the eye test on that one correct we're the eye test of fantasy football podcast on that one as well okay got it so we are on youtube as well and yeah look for us on all those platforms so we will see you on tuesday for our next draft and as always please don't root for players to get hurt so you can pick up their backups on the waiver wire. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, don't be a dickhead like the Houston Astros. <laughs>